Hello, and thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week, you will hear practical and engaging tips and strategies in order to live your absolute best life as a Christian. So let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. Hello, and thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle. In today's podcast, we're going to look at Proverbs 19.11. Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. In moments of calm, the wise man's counsel sounds so right, so sane, overlooking offenses is our glory. But then the offenses actually come, and we often find them too large to look over. The actual size of the offense often matters little. You think about spouse's consistent fault-finding or a boss's unfair criticism, a stranger's unaccountable rudeness. Given the right circumstances, any one of those could rise up before you. Peripherals blur, tunnel vision ensues, and we have only eyes for the offense. Even if sanity swiftly returns, the damage is often already done. We return tone for tone, passive aggression for passive aggression, jab for jab. Or we restrained ourselves externally, but only as a small volcano erupted inside of us. Or we quietly smoldered away, playing the incident on repeat the rest of the day. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 through 42, Jesus addressed whether or not one should retaliate when wronged. Mosaic law permitted equal retribution, but Jesus said this, Do not resist the one who is evil, but if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. And so before we go any further, we should clarify what Jesus was not saying when he instructed us to turn the other cheek or to give the shirt off our back or to go the extra mile. First, Jesus was not saying that we should be silent when unrighteousness or social injustice persists. One of God's expectations for the children of Israel is found in Amos 5.15, and that was that they would hate evil and love good and establish justice. Additionally, Jesus was not saying that we should allow ourselves to be unconditionally walked on or mistreated or abused. Remember, Paul used his own Roman citizenship to protect his rights when necessary. And we find that in Acts 16, chapter 22, chapter 25, and so on. And so what is Jesus saying? The instructions to turn the other cheek. What is he saying when he says to give the shirt off our own back or to go the extra mile? This is Jesus' way of teaching us to be merciful. His objective is for his disciples to be willing and to be prepared to react to some offenses with mercy and forgiveness rather than justice and fairness. A few verses later, Jesus presented the model prayer, which included the phrase, Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Immediately after he concluded the model prayer, Jesus decided to elaborate on this portion of the prayer. And the fact is that Jesus pinpointed this particular subject as needing 
further commentary, and this indicates to us of its importance. In his own commentary on his own prayer, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now, it's worth noting that Jesus did not identify conditions here. Conditions that need to be met before forgiveness is offered. He did not indicate that forgiveness must be preceded by an apology or some type of penitent activity or restitution. That is not to say that such actions on the part of the offender should not occur, nor does it mean that sins can be forgiven apart from repentance. We look at Luke 17 and verse 3 to see that. But instead, the absence of this information seems to simply imply that Jesus was focused on how one responds to being hurt or mistreated rather than how one responds to the presence of sin. And so why was Jesus focused on these things? Throughout the New Testament, we are instructed to be merciful as your Father is merciful, Luke 6.36. We are instructed to forgive as the Lord forgave you, Colossians 3.13. You remember, God initiated forgiveness toward us while we were still sinners, and while we were enemies, Romans 5 eight in verse 10. Jesus is implementing an expectation that as his representatives, we should extend the same mercy and forgiveness to those who offend us that was extended toward us by the one that is God that we have offended. And so if you can assume the offense, the issue, or the problem, and you can understand that it perhaps was a mistake, then forgive it immediately and thereby overlook it. Before you jump to conclusions, before you initiate a conflict resolution process, ask yourself the following questions. Was the offense out of character based on your knowledge and your relationship with the other person? Is it possible that you misunderstood what was said or what was done by the other person? Are there any other factors that could have contributed to the offender's behavior? Now take a moment to explore the possibility of immediate forgiveness, realizing that overlooking an offense is not a mark of weakness or being naive, but is an indicator of spiritual maturity. As Solomon said in Proverbs 19.11, good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle, subscribing to it, and sharing it with those that you love. As always, it is my prayer that God be with you and that you would seek him in all things. Until next time, God bless. God bless.